Hi guys, welcome to Uncomfortable, where the goal is to have honest conversations about the issues dividing America. And great news, all new episodes of Uncomfortable are now available on the TuneIn app. New episodes will be released every Friday on TuneIn. That's four days early, just for TuneIn listeners. So download the app today and listen for free. Hey everyone, I'm Amna, the host of Uncomfortable. And I'm Alyssa, the producer of Uncomfortable. So this week we're going to take a look back at last week's interview, uh, check out some of your comments, answer your questions, and give you a preview of next week. Right. So last week we had David Litt join us in studio. He is a former White House presidential speechwriter. Um, pretty young guy, has a new book out. It's out now called Thanks, Obama, My Hopey, Changey White House Years. Yeah, super young when he joined the White House. He wrote for President Obama, um, first wrote for Valerie Jarrett. Uh, he was 24 when he got the gig. Yeah. And he was sort of the funny guy in the White House, too. So we talked about that, about what it was like to try to be funny, about how, how he can be funny now and in politics uh, today, and how he got the job in the first place, some of his stories from inside the administration. Right. And, I mean, we talked to him. You you asked him a lot, too, about kind of how he's recognizing his privilege and his role and how he got his job and how he got to where he is right now. Um, one commenter wrote in, there's a feel-good Democratic story. <laughs> A white guy uses his connections to get a job he wants, then tries to make money from a book he wrote about it. So just as like a statement of facts, those are all accurate. Like he's a a straight white male in America. He did, in fact, use connections to get all of his jobs. Correct. Um, And now he has written a book about it. And I'm sure he hopes to make money and more power to him. It's a funny book. You should check it out. But this was actually a big part of our conversation. It wasn't a focus in his book, but I thought it was important to highlight in the conversation because, look, when there's an elephant in the room, you name it. And he does touch on it in the book, but we really explored it to talk about you know, he would not have gotten the opportunities he did were he not positioned the way that he was. And I think when you're talking about the highest office in the land and access to that, he was literally writing the words that the president of the United States was speaking. He was at the table where a lot of those discussions were being had. How do you get there? And when that path, when that role is so marked at every stage by barriers and obstacles to who you know and where you went to school and where you grew up and can you afford to have your parents pay for your internship while you spend the summer learning this skill. You know, that's it's still a big problem. Absolutely. I mean, and, you know, one of the more interesting exchanges I think you had with him was when he opened up and told us um, he was put on... It was a council for girls or council for women yes. that he was tasked with kind of sitting with them and coming up with a speech yes. about that. I found this fascinating. And he basically said that was the first scenario um, in his professional life where he had found himself as the only man. In I an think o- in his whole life. In his whole life. In right? his whole life as in, as the only male in an all-female room. Yeah. Um, so we, you asked That's him how wild, that, by yeah, the way. It is. It's crazy. But – that's a reality for many women that yeah. we know. And and he, so we dug into that. I don't know if he wanted to or not, but I stopped him and I said, I really want to, what was that like? And he said, you know, I actually thought back to all the times that women friends of mine had come and said, oh, it was really awkward. I was the only woman in the room. I didn't know how to handle it. And I thought, oh, this is what that feels like. Right. And just that realization, A, it was it was very, very, very woke of him. Like, good for him for recognizing that and addressing it. Right. But I don't think most people go through that. So I thought that was interesting. Absolutely. Putting yourself in other people's shoes. Big part of empathy. Big part Walk a mile. of... Yeah. Walk a mile, y'all. Yeah. Walk absolutely. a mile. <laughs> um, okay. So let's move on to next week. Um, we have a great interview coming up for you guys with Zach Ibrahim. So fascinating. So check this out. Zach is 
really known for who his father is first. His father is El Said Nasser, and he was the very first man to commit a terrorist attack in the name of Islam in modern American history. This is way back in 1990. And then three years later, he was convicted as part of a larger plot to attack multiple landmarks in New York City. And all the men with him, with whom he was uh, co-convicted, these were the guys who had ended up carrying out the first bombing on the World Trade Center in 1993. So these were the guys, his that dad's Zach friends, yeah. these were the guys he called uncle, right? These right. were the guys he said would take him out on weekends, come over to watch football, right. bought him his first Game Boy. This because kid. they were proud of what his father and his cohorts 100%. did. Um, 100%. It's important to mention uh, very early on, though, that Zach uh, had a very successful TED Talk about this, yes. uh, wrote a book about it, basically how he kind of dissented from that, from his yeah. father. and Rejected all of that. Rejected all changed of... Changed his name, too. That's why his name's different. Changed his name, uh, moved on to a different life with his mother and his family, and um, kind of how he's still struggling with that and grappling with it. Very much so. You saw in our conversation, like, he's still not at peace with it. Right. That was his dad. Right. Absolutely. And one, you know, one exchange that I thought was really interesting, um, he stated, I think it's perfectly possible to have completely opposing views in your own mind as a human being, to have the deepest love in their heart and also be able to commit terrible acts of violence against people that they hate. That is... Very complicated. Very complicated. So we, we tried to unpack that. You we did didn't. a great job of trying to unpack that with well, Zach. Thank you for that. Yeah. We had a lot of back and forths about what it's like to grow up in that way, how you reach that point of realization where you decide to reject what it was you grew up with, how you turn from hate to love. Um, and he also had a really interesting thing to say about how we can better understand why people choose to do these kinds of things in the first place. Check this out. This is Zach Ibrahim. When we look at how these problems come about it you know we have to look at it systemically it's very rare you know it's very rarely just one person who decides to act out for no reason at all there's usually a lot of um, you know kind of background reasons that that they've decided to take this path and, sure. and I thought I try so hard to understand why somebody can be compelled to do this in the name of an ideology um, to the point, not at all that I sympathize with what they do, but I think that you have to understand it in order to try to find a solution to it. And mm -hmm. I thought I'm trying so hard to try to understand why these these men do what they do that I never really extended that to my father. So that is Zach Ibrahim coming up on the next episode of Uncomfortable. Share your thoughts. We want to hear from you. Please leave us a review. Leave us a rating. Tweet at Amna, at Navazistan, N-A-W-A-Z-I-S-T-A-N. Use our hashtag, Uncomfortable Talk. We want to hear from you. We want to hear about the topics you guys care about. And we want to hear about the guest ideas that you have. Send them all our way. We're open to any and all ideas. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Uncomfortable. Each episode is now available on the TuneIn app. TuneIn is a free mobile audio app available across iOS, Android, and Windows. Download it for free today and listen to the latest episodes of Uncomfortable four days before they're released everywhere else. You can also find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and at abcnews.com. And if you like what we're doing, take a minute and leave us a rating and a quick review. It helps others to find the conversations, and we really just want to hear what you think. And if you have an idea for a show topic or a guest, leave it in the reviews. Or you can always tweet at me, at Navazistan. It's spelled N-A-W-A-Z-I-S-T-A-N. Or use our hashtag, Uncomfortable Talk. 
Uncomfortable is a product of ABC News. New episodes post Tuesday mornings, and don't forget, each episode is released four days early every Friday on the TuneIn app. I'm Amna Nawaz. Thanks for listening.